Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Tell me. You ever bought something secondhand or had something handed down to you and found something completely shocking? Maybe like money or something precious or thousands of fingernails 651-641-1071 this is the colleen and bradley show my talk 1071 i'm colleen lindstrom that's bradley trainer hi and yes i did say thousands of fingernails that's nasty um why would i say that why would you say thousands of fingernails because that happened so a what? woman, this is the grossest story you'll hear all day, but 651-641-1071, wipe it from our brains with something you found on something you either bought secondhand or got handed down. Um, I know we have a caller on the line. We're going to get to that in one second. We've got, because uh, i got to tell you the story about a well, woman. Yeah, you can't just drop fingernails, thousands of finger. Did you say thousands? I said thousands. Oh, no. So this woman, Jess Taylor, and her boyfriend, uh, they needed a new couch. Their dog had ruined the old one, and they were like, okay, we just we need something that we don't care too much about. We don't want to spend a whole lot of money on it because the dog will ruin the other one, the next one. So they went to a secondhand store. They found a, um, a love seat, and it just was perfect. And they were like, okay, fine. So they brought it home. And then at one point, they, you know, this happens. Your remote control will, like, slip between the cushions. Daily. All the time. And Somebody needs to develop a couch that doesn't have... I mean, this, is, is it really that hard? Right. It's 2022. Are we still having this problem? Anyway, Jess's boyfriend reached down between the cushions to grab the remote and found something else. Um, and he pulled out a handful of fingernails. Oh, and they no, took, no. He took the seat off and there were like so many. And it's there is okay, a photo, and I, I'm not going to make you look I'm at it. I'm not going to click on the photo. I almost I laughed because I was going to click on it, and I was like, "Why would I do that? Oh. I, like my soul is fine yeah. without ever no. having to don't do see it. that ever in my life. You're good. Like, but I do have questions. Sure. Are these like like the Guinness Book of World Records fingernails, or are these just like fingernail clippings? They're just fingernail clippings. Okay. Yeah, just clip, but still. But like not bit. What my point is? No, like not like they've been severed from like fingers. <laughs> no, just slivers. But still, oh. like bleh, bleh, gross. Okay. Um, six five one six four one one zero seven one. Tell me you found something precious or something exciting Tell in a pocket. Me something good. Please, please take this out <laughs> of our brains. Holly, who do we have on the line? Darcy is here. Hi, Darcy. Darcy, did you find something in a pocket or something when you got something secondhand? Actually, it was my coworker. We are both police dispatchers, and she had purchased a pair of jeans at a thrift store, and I believe had worn them. And after she was done wearing them, she was checking the pocket, 
and she found a tiny bag of meth in the pocket. Get out. Oh, my God. It was for sure meth because her fiancé is also a police officer, and they field test kitted, and and it confirmed it was meth. Oh, my God. She disposed of it properly, but... Yeah, that was kind of a shot. Well, that is wild. Especially when you think about, like, the fact that she had warned them, like, Mm -hmm. for a day and didn't know she was Can you imagine, like, you just accidentally end up in a place where somebody's like, empty your pockets, and you're like, what? I don't have any... Oh. Oh, Oh, that could have gone so... I think it was, like, in that tiny little coin, you know, how some pants have that tiny little little pocket up there. The pocket that nobody uses. she found it. Oh yep. my word, Darcy! That is such. I'm like a, digging into my coin yeah. No kidding, Bradley's right like, what do I have in here? Thank <laughs> you, Darcy. What a story! That is wild. That Six, would be scary. Oh, I mean, honestly, you I wouldn't think know what to do. Do you call nine one one and you're like, I have to report I found drugs in my pocket? And they're like, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, whose drugs are those? You're like, they're not mine. I know. Oh, that's rough, man. Um, Let's go. Who do we have another caller, Holly? Yeah, we have a couple more. Great. Let's go to Linda. Hi, Linda. Linda, did you ever find something when you bought something secondhand in a pocket or something like that? Hi, Linda. Hi. Yeah, my when I got married, my husband bought me an antique dresser, and when we opened the drawers, they had forgotten to take all the lace and embroidered um, collars and. All kinds of fancy stuff for your clothing. Oh, wow. Wow. That is kind of neat. What did you do with it? Did you keep it or? No, we took it back. Oh, that was nice of you. It was it was an antique store that sold their stuff. Oh, wow. That is so, wow. Well, thank you for sharing that. That was very nice of you because I would have been like, it's in there. I bought it. It's It's mine mine now. It's mine now. (laughs) (laughs) It's mine. Uh, Who else do we have on the line, Holly? We have Patty. Hi, Patty. Patty, you'll have the final word. Patty, what did you find in something you bought secondhand? Well, I didn't actually buy it secondhand. It was something that my aunt gave to me. And um, she passed away when we were going through her stuff. Uh, We found a huge box of, like, Valentine's Day birthday cards and so forth. We started going through the cards, and every single one of them had a $100 bill in it. And it said, thank you for last night. You're the best. I love you. Um, everything was so awesome last night, and it amounted to $45,000. Stop it. What? I'm not kidding you. She, I mean, they were happily married. They were the sweetest, sweetest couple, and her husband had passed away. Never had a clue that um, every time he was so happy, he was giving her money. Oh, my That's word. insane. And it was 45, it was 44800 and some dollars. Okay, that is bonkers. It was crazy. And we just laughed so hard opening these cards because I don't even think I can say it on the radio, but basically, you know, she was his hooker. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) That is so wild. Thank you. That was a story that you didn't know you were going to get. Thank you for calling. That's certainly better than a thousand fingernails. That. I mean, I think every scenario, except for the meth. Every story is better than that. Except yep. for the meth. The meth was yeah. pretty rough. That well, what would you rather have? Sideways. Meth or fingernails? Fingernails. 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 Hands down. I mean, serious. What about you? I mean, I don't surprise want to look meth at or surprise of, fingernails. I don't know. I feel like you know. 
I just don't, I would call the police and be like, this is a really weird story. Trust me. I've been sober for a number of years. I'm not trying to pull no games. Okay. I I feel like I could get out of that before having burned into my head the picture of somebody sitting on their couch for years on end going. "Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Super mm -hmm." gross. So gross. I will say, now I just want to say, I, I, listen, I don't want to, you get to speak for yourself, but I know you really well, Bradley. And um, I know that you are a rule follower. And if you found meth in a pocket of something, the intervening. Well, let's be clear. The first thing I would do is go, I don't know what this is. And I'd probably throw it away. And somebody would be like, that was probably meth. And then I would freak out like, oh, my God. Good point. I threw meth in my garbage. Where even is it? Because would you even know what? Me- like, No, I don't. I, I mean, I watch Breaking think- Bad, but I don't know. <laughs> I know. I wouldn't like, know. I would be like, I think this is candy. Should I try <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't. You do would that, never. But I'm try just it. saying, like, yeah. But like, I don't know that my first thought would be like, here's some hard drugs. Oh my word! You know? Oh my god! But yeah, right. equally terrifying in its own way. When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, <gasps> listen, our friend Paul from Paul's trip to the movies. He usually joins us on Friday. He's not joining us today because he is going to be co-hosting Twin Cities Live today, so you want to check that out. But instead, I wanted to do a little, here's what we're watching live. I started watching Pam and Tommy, and I have some thoughts. But also, Bradley, we have a little matter of a Valentine that we have to open. Yes, Our boss brought it in yesterday and said, you guys should open this on the air. So we're going to do that after this. Oh no, I'm kind of scared. I don't think we need to be scared. It's a, not from her. Oh, there's no fingernails. Okay. Okay. There's no fingernails. Holly's like, mouth. is there fingernails in it? <laughs> we'll be back with our Valentine and uh, a little here's what we're watching live, Pam and Tommy, after this on My Talk 1071. Couple things going on here on the Colleen and Bradley show. My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Hi. Number one, our friend Paul McGuire Grimes is usually on at this point of the show with us every single Friday, but he's not with us today because he will be co-hosting on Twin Cities Live. We're super excited for him. So three. Make sure you tune into that. Now, in the meantime, in between time. I did watch, and I know Holly did too, a little bit of Pam and Tommy, and uh, I wanted to give you some thoughts on that. But before we yeah, do that, we have a little matter of a Valentine that was sent to us that we need to open. Yeah, this was sent to us. Well, I don't know who sent it to us. You'll tell us that. But yep. it was given to us on behalf of that person who sent it from B. Arthur. So B. Arthur, our boss lady, um, brought this in the other day and said, here. And she only allowed me to read half of it. So I'm going to read that half out loud. And then I will finish the Valentine. So it's a cute little card on the front. There's a heart and it says grateful. And it says, hey, friends, just wanted to thank you for the opportunity to send Valentines. And this meaning um, we've been doing this throughout the week. You can send Valentines. Um, And is today the last day? I don't even know what the, the date is. is the, last the eighth day. is the last day. You can send um, Valentines to our elder friends, Liz and uh, our elder friends. Um, and you can still do that. And you can find out more at the website. Okay. But that's what this person is talking about. Um, my youngest and I had so much fun. And thank you for being such day brighteners. I work in mental health. So the daily laughs are such good self-care and a wonderful break from all the problems I hear about. Okay. Now I turn it around. Also, please give... Oh... The Zach Valentines to Bradley. Bought them years ago when our kids were into him, but I think I enjoyed them more than my kids. A grateful (laughs) my talker, Deb, and oh my goodness gracious. 
Bradley. Let's see. What do they look like? Oh, my gosh. Okay, so here's one of them. Oh, and it's, okay. It's That's like a card. My... It's it, This is, they're all, they're both, they're all, um... Circa High School Musical. I was going to say that's very High School Musical, Zach. Not my. It's not. Our <laughs> Unlike Machine Zach. Gun Kelly, I'm not, I'm not about it. <laughs> but it says. But that's adorable. What does it say? Give it, it your said, best. Give it your shot. best shot, Valentine. And it is. That's so to sweet. You from his character, oh. Troy. Oh, thank that you. That is so fun. Okay, so. Zach Let's put those up in the studio oh, yeah. so that we can always have Zach looking at us and reminding us what's important about life, which is him. Yeah, duh. Thank you. All right. Okay, now, okay, now I want to tell you a little bit about Pam and Tommy. Let's do a little here's what we're watching live. You, you guys watch that television show together, don't you? Don't you, don't you? Team Cobra presents Here's, here's What We're here. Watching Live. Okay, so I watched, um, I've watched now the first two episodes of Pam and Tommy. Um, are and all the episodes out or is it just two episodes in? Is it like weekly that we're getting? I think they put the th- first three episodes out and then it's once a week thereafter. So I've only watched the first two and Holly, you've watched the first one, right? That is correct. Okay, so first of all, let me just, can I just say, Sebastian Stan as Tommy Lee is one hundred percent on point, Holly. I've thoughts? heard this. Agreed. It is. He is like a caricature of himself. It is stunning. So yes, Bradley, you said you've heard this. No, I, I listened to an interview with him, uh, and I've listened to some, some discussion about these two doing this role and sort of how they inhabit it. Because I was curious, especially with. Oh, forgive me. The actress's name again. We've uh, talked about Lily, her on the show. Lily James. James. Lily mm-hmm. James, right? Yep. Yeah. Because we go way back with Lily all the way to Downton Abbey. Anyway, so I was curious how they inhabited these roles. And also, he's just such a fine man in life. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think he's more attractive than the actual Tommy Lee, but whatever. Anyway, so you thought that they that he did a great job. He, he It's unbelievable. Um, it is, like, stunning. And, and in the first episode, Holly, you don't get a good feeling yet of Lily James as... Um, Pamela Anderson. She doesn't. She doesn't feature super heavily in the first episode. Oh, maybe I did watch the second episode. Now the second episode has her to do with the syndication junket. In okay, Mexico. so that was the second episode. Okay, so that's when you really get to see. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so now I'm kind so of bummed you didn't see the first episode because the first episode. No, I watched both. Oh, you did. That okay. just goes to show you where I am in time and space. Well, but yes, I did watch. What two is episodes. time? Yeah, what is time? The thing that is fascinating to me. Now I have a couple thoughts that run uh, that I hold all at the same time. The first one is anytime I see a, a biopic or, you know, some sort of retelling of a story that exists, which is what this is. This is the story of how their sex tape was. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, 
so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Discovered and released and what it did to them, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Um, If I find myself Googling the real story to see how much of what I'm watching is actually real, you know it's fascinating. And I didn't know. So that's interesting. So, so you are you doing that while you're watching it? You're like clickety clack, clickety clack. Yeah. So you're obviously interested enough to find out the moment, like what's actually real and not real. Partly because I don't think I really knew the origin story of it. So the real truth is, it was a disgruntled person who was like construction, working construction on their house, ended up like was so angry, and you see why in the telling Mm -hmm. of the story Mm -hmm. um, that he goes like he creates this like grudge plan to go back under the cover of night and steal this safe from their house and then he's not knowing that there's like a sex tape in it right saws it open and and finds money and guns and all kinds of stuff and then finds the sex tape and he has attachments to the porn industry and that's sort of how it all sort of spins and that character is played by Seth Rogen well, and didn't this person attempt to get the media to take this story on and they didn't? And that's when he was like, oh, there's this thing called the Internet. Yes. Yes, exactly. And I'm not there yet in the story, but I do believe that's what's about to happen next. Also, have you seen a talking Schweenus? Okay, that actually happens. Yes, it is. He has a conversation with a Schweenus. That's all I saw was a headline like Tommy Lee's thing is so fascinating it even talks um i yes and it's very bizarre and i have a whole bunch of other really deep thoughts actually about pam and tommy but we don't have time for them so maybe i'll tell you them a different time why don't we just do it when we come back okay we can do that and then we'll get to some crazy stupid idiots after this on my talk 107.1 okay we're gonna get to the crazy stupid idiots on the colleen and bradley show my talk 107.1 i'm colleen lindstrom that's bradley trainer Because we know that that's what you expect at this time. But I did just want to kind of give like a couple more thoughts on Pam and Tommy, the TV show or the show, the series. Um, And Seth Rogen is like behind it and he's funny and he's brilliant and I totally see what he's trying to do. But the part about and I'd I'd be curious to hear, Holly, after you've seen it too, how you feel about this. The part that is like weird and awkward that I don't like about the show is the fact that if if you're familiar at all with the story, you know that Pam and Tommy were had never meant for that um, for that sex tape to get out. That it was humiliating on many levels, especially for Pamela Anderson. That their relationship sort of spiraled out of control into there was there was some abuse, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And that neither of them have um, given their cooperation with this project. And so there's this weird part of me that feels really like uncomfortable watching reenactments of they do very specific reenactments of the actual tape itself. They tell stories kind of supposing what their lives were like. Um, And it just feels icky knowing that, knowing kind of what the fallout was from that and the fact that they do not, they didn't consent for them to make this project and that they're kind of like injecting a whole lot of humor into it. It feels kind of icky. Anyone? So, I think from what I've read about the series, it 
will eventually focus on the aftermath of the release of the tape. However, having not seen the whole thing, there is criticism that the narrative isn't centered around more of the fallout, specifically around Pamela Anderson. Yeah. And that it focuses more on Seth Rogen and Nick Offerman's character. Yeah, it's definitely brings about conflicting feelings. Yeah, that would be my critique of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, I I mean, I I would imagine that this is like one person's view of this event that happened using all the publicly available information. And, you know, as an audience, you can, I mean, you're obviously having organic and real reactions to it, you know, in a way that I'm sure a lot of people can relate to. Yeah. But I just think like, you know, the fact that we know they weren't involved gives us further, you know, um, comfort when we're watching to know that we don't need to invest too much in the depiction of reality other than what might be reported or has been told by these two people. I also just think that like when it comes to Pamela Anderson, we'll probably um, appreciate her in a different way at some point, or I hope that we've begun to do that because I think that she, like many women, female actresses who present in the way that she does and did at that time, got a raw deal by culture, (laughs) specifically pop culture. Big time. And the way they treated women. So I hope that there's some reflection. I hope that she has somebody telling her stories. I'm not opposed to other people telling different stories. And maybe the Pamela and Tommy Lee story is not even the important part for the filmmakers. It's something about what the story says about society. I don't know because I have not seen it. Yeah. but, I mean, it sounds like you're having an informed experience. Yeah, of it, it definitely so. is. I mean, I, I, I would just, I, I probably am going to keep watching it, and I will just hold the tension of that sort of conflicted feeling about it, mm-hmm. um, because I don't think, I also don't think it's right to just completely write off the story. To your point, Holly, we don't know where it's going yet, um, and I would reserve the right to obviously critique it accordingly, but. But it is, you just, I I do think you just sort of like hold all of that together while you're watching it and thinking about what we actually know of what the fallout was Mm -hmm. um, for them personally, but also, you know, Pamela Anderson's career. Um, She had a whole different idea of what she wanted to do as an actress than what she ended up doing. Yeah. And to your point, I'm sure. Oh, I'm sorry. I was just going to say, Brad, to your point that in the second episode, They do frame Pamela Anderson's interaction with uh, syndicator affiliates within the context of the things that Pamela Anderson had to do in order Mm -hmm. to get Baywatch into syndication and kind of how she had to sublimate to the, quite frankly, these creepy guys. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say, I bet she had to do all sorts of disgusting, sexist things in order to get the attention of these incredibly, you can imagine dusty sexist old uh dudes that were running the syndication experience oh, during yeah. that time mm-hmm. oh yeah and so much more i'm sure that i mean there's so much more to that story uh and and again like how her career sort of was formed based on her sexuality it's just yeah it's a lot anyway so pam and tommy um and where do we watch it again is that is that HBO Max? No, it's Hulu. Hulu, that's right. Hulu. Um, by the way, do not watch it with kids anywhere near you. There is so oh much God, nudity. Why would you? There's a talking penis. No, I know. I just, I just don't know that. I want people to know that going in, like yeah. that they yeah, don't, sure. they don't. Um, it's not implied. It is, it is overt. Um, yeah. The sex. Good to know. The sex tapes, the nudity, all of that. It is overt. So be ready. Put the kids to bed. That might, you know, might actually encourage some people to watch. Yeah, it's true. 
<laughs> All right. Uh, now, shall we get to those crazy, stupid idiots? Idiots! Well then, I guess one could say, that's a crazy, stupid idiot. Yeah! Colleen and Bradley present CSI. It stands for crazy, stupid idiots. It sure does. Why? Well, because the world is full of crazy, stupid idiots. Dumb people doing dumb things repeatedly over and over again. Oftentimes in the state of Florida. Florida. And sometimes other places. Like? North Dakota. North Dakota. A lot of people call it NODAC. Um, and we are going to meet a 50 year old woman by the name of Sandra Cobbs Sabo. And she was out drinking on, uh, well, it turned out to be early Saturday morning. Probably got started late Friday night. And uh, she saw, while she was out and about, a very handsome police officer. And she was like, oh, I love a man in uniform. Oh. So she ran up to him. Oh, God. This is not going to end well. Mm Mm-hmm. Slapped his booty. And uh, guess what happened? Well, I'm assuming she got arrested. She absolutely did. He took her to the station. (laughs) And on the way, she was like, you're a sexy cop. Are you married? Oh. You know, I love a man in uniform. No. She did not look like she was ready to like put her best foot forward based on her booking photo, FYI. She said she couldn't believe that she was going to jail for just slapping a sexy cop. Um, I just want you to know, in case you're thinking of slapping a sexy cop's booty, um, that that could get you up to six years in prison. Because I mean, that's what Sandra time- is looking at. The only time that I think it's acceptable to slap a cop's booty is if an actual cop shows up at a bachelorette party like that episode of the Golden Girls and Blanche thinks it's really just the stripper. And then as she keeps slapping the bottom of the actual police officer, the stripper police officer shows up behind her. And everybody is aware that that's not the actual stripper. And at that point, I think you can probably make a, a reasonable argument that you made a, an honest mistake. But no, in most situations, at an intersection, for example, or on the side of the street, if you encounter a police officer, do not slap their behind. Thank you for sharing that, Brad. <laughs> No, it's true, though. And, like, it is actually, she's being charged with felony count of simple assault against a peace officer and sexual assault for offensive contact. And that's a misdemeanor. And that's why she's looking up to six years in prison if she gets convicted on both charges. Wait, she's going to get six years for slapping a cop in the butt? Yes. Okay. I don't know about six years. Well, because... Do we think well, that's a little aggressive? Two things. Number one, um, because it's too... To account a felony account of assault against a peace officer, and the reason okay. that's the case is because uh, the slap on his booty toots caused pain. Okay. Yeah. All right. So All right. it wasn't just far like be a- it for me to judge. I, I I'm not um you know a good judge of the metrics of law. So please don't allow me to adjudicate anything. Just six yeah. years seems like a long time. I think also I might this might be a moment. That the people in Sandra Cobb Sabo's life might say to her, "Let's talk about <laughs> your relationship with, your with partying, and yeah. um, was it worth it? Because now there's your jail, probably. 
next? Where are we going next? Um, let's go all the way to the UK, if you please. Uh, sure. And I want to tell you about a really dumb story. It really is <laughs> so not complicated, but it is so dumb. Do you, There's this whole thing about like sexy moms, like, you know, a mom being sexy and the daughter's like, ew, mom, that's gross. You're sexy. Ew. <laughs> Um, and and by that I mean in tabloids, yeah, right? Like yeah. that's a very tabloidy conversation or genre, if mm-hmm. you will. And the Daily Star has this story that made me laugh hysterically. A daughter was left quote horrified, and and we know this because she TikToked about it, which makes me think like, was she really horrified if she's TikToking about right. this? Okay. Um, apparently, a mother or a mum, as they call them over in the UK. Um, by the name of, um, I don't have her name in front of me. Anyway, the mu- a mom was so shocking to her daughter based on a new tattoo. Now, Colleen, you have tattoos. I do. Have your children ever been shocked by them? No, they think they're awesome. Okay. Well, um, and by the way, I think this is an adult daughter. It doesn't matter. It's a 34-year-old um, woman. Oh, God. The, the the mom is 34 years old. And she got a new tattoo, and her daughter was freaked out about it. Would you like to know what the tattoo was? It was... Because it's what earned her crazy stupidity at status, frankly. Okay. It was um, a picture of her boobs. No, it was not actually <laughs> a picture of her boobs. It was a ruler. Oh! <gasps> Oh, was it indicating the size of something? Yeah. So it apparently (laughs) runs... No. Wait, did you say what kind of size? Like the size of something, as in... Yes, yes, yes. What maybe produced the daughter? Explaining why she got it done, she told the Daily Star, who, by the way, included plenty of photographs for you to enjoy... Quote, just just as guys, I'm not going to do that accent, just as guys in the past have asked to keep my lingerie, uh, have a naughty selfie, or even a piece of my hair. What? Crickets. What? What? I love that I can now know the exact (gasps) measurements of what I enjoy so much. Oh my gosh. So it's like an actual to scale ruler. Well, that she can measure things. Oh my gosh. It's a series of, like, she says, as my friends don't have half as many tattoos as me, they see my newly inked manhood measure stick as a little extreme and admit that they'd just ask a guy his size or accept his decision not to answer. On the other hand, I love it, and I think it's incredibly useful. She does go on to try and justify this tattoo by saying it's helpful for, like, things around the house. Right, oh right. God. Like, because she's laying, you know, she's probably, like, laying flooring, and she needs or to do, know... Yeah cutting dress fabric of you course, know she, of course how helpful oh gosh that's anyway her, her daughter was uh mortified but of course shared it on tiktok so i you know again can't be her that mom mortified. clearly this is of the genre of like hi give me attention tabloids mm-hmm. for doing it makes me think of all those stories we used to talk about or at least i think we used to talk about like the sexy mom and daughter reality shows or like mm-hmm. just the weird like combo uh, sexy mom Ish. photo shoots. I don't know why Ish. I have that in my Ooh, brain. I don't but either. Tabloids are tabloids are a scary place, man. Can I especially give you, British tabloids? Can I give you some really quick breaking news? Yeah. Oh God, please. Ready? Mm-hmm. Brian Austin Green expecting baby with his girlfriend <gasps> Sharna Burgess. Sharna Burgess. Oh, Happy congrats. Friday, everybody. Bees. 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 
Looks like they're winning. They were like, we'll take your engagement (laughs) and give you a pregnancy. All right, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we're going to... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Play a little game. That game is called The Throwback. Live. After this on My Talk 1071.